Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. We have an update on Frank Clark. We have an update on Dalvin Cook. Blaine Gabbert is going to be on the show in about 15 minutes or so. And we have to answer a question on the text line. Now, I would say that I have a very special gift. I think I am exceptional at planning dates. I really do. I think it's one of my best skills. I think I'm really good at it. Rob, you know what? I am going to share this gift with you guys. I'm going to share it because we got a question. And Rex Hudler told me that it is our responsibility to help people. Someone texted in. See that? I haven't gone on a first date in four years now because I was in a relationship. Where does a couple go who are in their late 20s on a Friday? I've been out the game for too long now. I'm going to give you a handful of the vibes. Now, do with this list what you want. This list is also customizable because some of you don't live where I live. Rob, this might not be a great list for you because you live on 170th in Metcalf. You live next to Blue Valley High School. Maybe this isn't a great list for you. My list is good for people, you know, close to downtown, close to the midtown area, because that's where I spend the majority of my time. Are you ready for my list to help this gentleman? And you are help, you are, you can also add on to this list, but I want to help this man, and maybe I can help other people in the process. Green Lady Lounge is a staple. I mean, it's the heavyweight champion of these kind of ideas. You got live jazz, dimly lit, great specials. It's always a energy, a vibe to it. It is a incredible place to take somebody who has never been there before. Hey, you ever been there before? No, I never been. She's gonna think you're cultured. You like live music. You know, Green Lady Lounge is the absolute best place to take somebody if you are 28 years old. Best place to take somebody. I'm going to throw a couple other ones on the list for you as well, Rob, because I can't just go with playing the hits here. That's an obvious one, you know? That's like telling somebody who's from out of town, hey, go to Jackstack, go to Gates. I'm going to give you a little more than that to really show you my range. I've been really starting to explore North Kansas City. Really been starting to explore. I'm going to give you a quick little hop, skip, and a jump. You might start at Pizza Tasio's. Get you a slice. You and her sitting there talking, vibing, having a good time. You're asking her questions about her childhood. You know, you want to make her feel like she's important. Down the street, turn a right over there on Armor, you got four or five different spots. Now, the place I would tell you to go, it's called Sail Away Wine. You get a little bit of it. You get a card. You go in there. You put the card in the little wine dispensary. There's like 30 different wines you can taste. They got little small plates. They got charcuterie boards and flatbreads and hot dogs, all kind of stuff. Sail away wine. And then if you want to show her a completely different vibe, right across the street, my dear friends over there at Screenland Armor, out in the back, they got rewind video. Go over there. You can play some games. It's a really good time. North Kansas City is really underrated as a date spot. I just gave you three there. Pizza Tasio, 
real, I'm telling you, incredible pizza. I'm not even saying this because they sponsor the show. Incredible pizza. You then go over there in armor. Nice movie theater. The rewind video in the back. Sail away wine. One of the hidden gems in the city. You want to chime in? I can keep going here. I got. I, I can got, keep cooking right here. I got two that you haven't mentioned that I will throw out, and we can continue. Yeah, go the, ahead. Go ahead. You write on here. I got. So I would say one of the most underrated happy hours in Kansas City is at Blue Blue Sushi over in West Plaza. Okay, I've never been there. Mm-hmm. It's similar vibe and price to Kona Grill, but the sushi is better. And I'm gonna go out on a limb. Most women like sushi, so you can get it cheap, get cheap drinks, fun atmosphere, Friday over at Blue Sushi in West Plaza. That's my one of my suggestions. I would also say Hold on really quick. I'm gonna give you my sushi spot. If we're gonna if we're gonna if if, I, if, know, if I'm gonna give you this game, I'm gonna give you the game. My sushi spot is Sakura over there on Neiman. Now, I think it's on 95th and Neiman. I could be wrong, but I know exactly where it is. There's a there's a church's chicken right there, and there's a Jimmy John's right over there. There's a Walmart not too far away. Sakura, they got the sushi train. Now, I think they just added one in the plaza, if I'm not mistaken. They did, yeah. But they got this the conveyor old, belt, right? Yeah, yep. but this is like a it's like an actual train. It goes in a circle, and all the plates are different prices. So there's like a yellow plate, there's a green plate, there's a purple plate. You grab you one of those plates, you know, you're eating, you're having a good time. People like the train. They can take pictures of it. Sakura, go and write that down for your sushi. I'm giving you the game right here on the drive. This is a preseason week. I'm giving you the game, Rob. I would also say, you know how I love my crossroads. You do. Cro- you're a crossroads guy. Cro- I, it might not be convenient for me at all. Don't care. I'm in crossroads a lot. If you're looking for a fun cocktail bar, okay, Swordfish Tom's. I've never been there before. You've never you been to Swordfish Tom's? It. It's so you cool. You told me about this, but I've never been. For those of you that are just tuning in, someone said, CDOT, I haven't gone on a first date in four years because I was in a relationship. Where does a couple in their late 20s go on a Friday? I've been out the game for too long. Well, that's why I'm here to help. I've given you Green Lady. I've given you Rewind Video. I've given you Sail Away Wine. Rob gave you Blue Sushi. You know another underrated spot? I'm going to really show you a versatility here. Downtown Lee Summit. Downtown Lee Summit is going to sound funny. A hidden gem in the city. Hidden gem. They got the little area right there. They got the little libations place. They got the arcade place over there. They got a couple of restaurants. Downtown Lee Summit is a very underrated part of the city that you should consider if you're planning a date night. I'm going to give you downtown Lee Summit as well off the board. I'm going to. I actually suggest this place to you to go hang out. I'm like, hey, it's cool. It's in my side of town. It's a little further south. So if you're not, if you're strict and strong and I stay in the Missouri side, this place is not for you. Borgmont Winery out in South Kansas, out in South Overland Park is incredible. There's a little lake. They have charcuterie boards. They do a tour. You can sip their wine. They have an outdoor space. Not great for January, but if it's March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, incredible vibes. Sip on some wine. The wine is good. Fantastic time. I would say it's a little out of the way, and you kind of got to walk around and get a sense of the place, but I would say Borgmont Winery. Okay. I like there. I'm, I, I'll give that the Karen's seal of approval. I don't love it the way that you are, but I'm going to give it the – I'm going to give it the seal of approval. Someone said, see that I love the downtown Lee summit. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm the downtown Lee summit. You can, you can make a candle, get you something to drink, get you something to eat all in walking distance. Great, great date ideas over there in downtown Lee summit. I'm going to give you another place. That's a little bit of hidden gym. If you, you know, like to get yourself a cocktail, they got a nice little speakeasy at Hotel Phillips. Have you been there before? I have not. I do they have got a speakeasy, a, they, got a, they got a speakeasy. It's called PS. They got a speakeasy at Hotel Phillips. You got to go all the way downstairs. Now, you, now, now, now your phones don't really work down there. So, you know, you, you're just, just you and her talking, having a good conversation. They got a little music in the back. It's small, so it's not a lot of people down there. Hotel Phillips is another place. I'm also a really big, let's do something active. I'm going to give you two other places. Have you been to Sinkers 
the little mini golf place that's in Power and Light. No, but I've been to the place, what is it, Hoppy Putt over on the plaza. Okay, so yeah, the same, same, same thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, One's in the Power and Light and then the other one in the plaza. They've actually made mini golf kind of cool. Like, you think of mini golf like you're going to Cool Crest or Paradise Park or something. Nah, that ain't, that ain't really the vibe anymore. These young millennials, they've, they've really made mini golf fun. They've made putt-putt fun. There you go. I gave you all my little my little spots there. What is the uh, budget for this man that text lines date? Because I would say if you're going to bounce around and kind of walk around and experience the city, I would start at Brown and Lowe over in City Market mm. and then walk around that area. Because Brown and Lowe, former bank, fantastic food, fun vibes, a little bit upscale, but then you can walk around, maybe go to a Harry's Country Club, maybe experience City Market a little bit. There's a little fun area down there. I would say if you're going to do that area, maybe you're going to pay a little bit. You know how the dollar signs on Google is one through four? This is probably like a two and a half, but Brown and Lowe, phenomenal. Yeah, I would say that you should go into a date expecting to at least be at the $2 sign level. I would say three or four, you're doing a lot. Three or four, you're doing a bunch. You're doing a lot. Going on dates is easy. It just takes thought. It it takes thought and a little bit of planning. And if you can plan a little bit, then you can really have a successful, really smart date. That she comes away happy, like, hey, you really put some time into this. You got a reservation. You showed me a restaurant that I've never been to before. You showed me a couple bars that I've never been before. We had a good conversation. We had a good time. And you also don't break the bank. You don't got to go to Capitol Grill or Graham and Dunn on your first date. You can really customize it based on what you think she likes, based on what you like, based on you guys interacting and having a good time together. And you can come away and just, hey, that, that was fun. It was a $120 night, but we went to three different places. We had a good time. We had good conversation. I would like to see you again. Also, if it's unique to the time, wait about a week, restaurant week. Because then you can hit the three the three dollar sign places at not three dollar sign prices. And then you look cool because of the preset menus. Restaurant week is also a great first date because you have the built-in conversation of how did you hear about this place? I would say, though, I, I, this is how I would handle restaurant week if I was you. I would say, why don't we go to restaurant week? Why don't you pick? You pick. You pick. Look, there are thousands of choices. You, hey, you, or, or just give me an idea. You pick three or four of them that you like, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. I gave you guys the game there. I didn't give you all the game, but I gave you enough of the game. I gave, I gave you enough. This was a good preseason game for heat check. You know, I, I, had, to, I had to give y'all something. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined by Blaine Gabbert, who is starting this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive. Catch insider Nate Taylor with Cody and Gold every Tuesday at 1 o'clock on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey, Chiefs fans, it's Patrick Mahomes. Catch me every Monday with CDOT during the season on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Let me give you guys the injury report before I play our conversation with Blaine Gabbert. The did-not-practice Chris Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Rasheed Rice, and Legereus Sneed. Limited participants in practice, Kadarius Toney and Travis Kelsey. Everyone else was a full participant in practice. They had Patrick Mahomes on the injury report for this game. A little bit surprising. I guess they have to tell you that something is wrong with them, but he was a full participant in practice today. I imagine that will continue to be the case. The limited participant is just always so weird. Like, if you miss one snap of practice, you technically are a limited participant in practice. So who knows how long Travis Kelsey was not on the field today. I assume he would play if they had to play this week, but – at least noteworthy that he was on the list. Uh, did not practice for the Chargers. Keenan Allen was on the list. Uh, Khalil Mack was on the list, but it was uh, for rest reasons. That's basically it with the Chargers. You think they're going to hire Harbaugh? I still think it's Belichick, but it's either Belichick or Harbaugh. I think it's one of the two. Yeah, I kind of feel Harbaugh, it's really two choices. Either going to the Chargers or the Bears, or he's going back to Michigan. I, I can't see him taking another one of those jobs. You're either taking the team that has the number one overall pick, the team that already has its quarterback, or you're staying where you are. You're, you don't think he's going to take Vegas job? I mean, he shares an agent with Tom Brady, Tom Brady's agent, Tom Brady, excuse me, part owner of the Raiders. Like, I'm putting, they're both Michigan quarterback. I'm putting two and two together, but the Raiders don't seem implausible to me. Everywhere he's gone, I would consider it to be like a really smart place. I don't know if the Raiders are a smart place. You were at Stanford. You went to San Francisco, great organization. You went to Michigan. You one of the Raiders? You're trying to fix the Raiders? Good luck. Now, I mean, you can say that same thing about the Chargers if you want. Like, that is not a smart organization. But he has always attached himself, I would say, to, like, great brands. I, I don't know if – I don't. that's not at all what I think the Las Vegas Raiders are. Uh, I, I understand why you would throw them out there, but I just – no would be my answer. So – Every week, you guys know that we get a chance to catch up with the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, they made an announcement earlier today. Actually, they made this announcement while I was talking to Blaine Gabbert that Blaine Gabbert is going to be the starting quarterback. So you know what? We will catch up with Patrick Mahomes next week as we get ready for their wild card matchup against whomever it could possibly be. But earlier today, I got a chance to catch up with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Blaine Gabbert, and we started our conversation with, what do you think is the best restaurant in Columbia? Because you know he's a Tiger. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, probably CC's Broiler. We'd always go there for, like, official visits and, and fun nights out when we had a little scholarship check money left over. When did you know that Missouri was the right choice for you? Because you originally make the verbal commitment to Nebraska, and then there was a coaching change, and now you're trying to decide where you want to go to school. What made you settle on Mizzou? You know, it's always one of those schools that um, I always say I ended up where I was supposed to end up. Um, I couldn't in Nebraska early. I was young, and – you know, as kind of time went on, I realized that Missouri was the place for me all along. Um, and looking back, I had a wonderful time there. The coaching staff was great. We had a lot of success and um, met a lot of great friends. You felt like you had made the right decision. Was there kind of that moment that you were 100% set in your decision? You know, when I was playing there, the best game was when we beat Oklahoma. Um, I think they were number one in the country and came to our place. I think college game day was there as well. And uh, that stadium was electric, and, you know, we still talk about it to this day. A lot of people come up and always say, oh, I love the Oklahoma game. We rushed the field, and um, that was kind of a culminating game, not only for my career there, but uh, for that program, beating the number one team in the country at home with game day there. So I'm going back to the Rivals page. Whenever you came out, you were the class of 2008. Do you remember who the number one player in your class was? It had to have been Terrell Pryor, correct? It was Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor was the number one player in the class. I was reading about you. You went to a camp and you beat Andrew Luck out? Yeah, I think we all went to the Elite 11 camp. We were all out in California. That was when the Elite 11 was just, I think, the top 12 quarterbacks in the country. We all went out there for, I don't know, a week or so and just threw the ball around, had a good time, and met a lot of great friends out there as well. Do you miss when Missouri would play Illinois? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great rivalry game. We always started off, it was week one in St. Louis, um, and we'd always finish at Arrowhead versus KU. So bringing that back, I've always thought would be a great thing because you kind of tap into the Illinois fan base, the St. Louis fan base, and um, just get a 
play a game there at home. Let's go through the draft process really quick. You were the 10th pick in the first round back in 2011. Take us through the draft process. Was there a team? I know you eventually were drafted by Jacksonville. Was there a team ahead of Jacksonville that you thought was going to take you? You know, I you really didn't know. Um, I knew it was probably going to be in the top 10. It was just what team was going to either one trade up or two draft you. Um, and then once you kind of get in the green room, we were in New York City back in the day, um, you started to see kind of how the pieces were falling. And uh, ultimately, Jacksonville traded up, and that was it was a surprise to me. I didn't really have much contact with them throughout the draft process. I know I think they may have been at Pro Day. Um, but, you know, they ended up picking me at the 10th pick. So when you're deciding what you want to wear for the draft, what's the process like? Because, I mean, this is a video that's going to live for forever when you're deciding your fit. What goes into deciding your draft day fit? I mean, the, the, the quote, fits weren't as big of a deal uh, 13, 14 years ago as they are now. Uh, I think I just went with a classic gray suit, um, something pretty standard. Blaine, when you think back to your career, are you so, I mean, I, it sounds weird. Like, are you surprised that you've hung on this long? I mean, you got drafted in 2011. It is now 2024, and you were still comfortably in the NFL. Are you surprised that you had this long of a career in the NFL? No, not at all. Um, you know, the ultimate goal is always play as long as you can, start as long as you can, and win as many Super Bowls as you can, right? So uh, my body feels great um, physically and mentally. So, you know, it's just – Continue. I love this game. Um, the best part is being around the guys in the locker room, being around the coaching staff. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and it's a unique workplace, and you know, I wouldn't trade it for any other job in the world. You're 34 right now. How much longer do you want to do this? You know, I, I really haven't given that much thought. As long as um, I'm feeling physically able, um, that that's, I mean, the, ultimately the deciding factor. As long as you can physically do it and mentally do it, um, you're going to continue to do it because, like I said, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, we're surrounded by the best athletes in the world, the best dudes in the world, and, you know, the locker room culture, um, the culture that we have here within the Chiefs organization is phenomenal, and um, it's really a blessing to be a part of. Right now we're talking to Blaine Gabbert here for a couple of more minutes. When you were deciding as a free agent what team you want to go to, what made you land on Kansas City? You know, you're a guy who obviously has starting experience, and, you know, you see the way that the NFL is. Anything can happen at any given spot, and now you're thrusted into a role that maybe you got to make a couple of starts. What ultimately made you land on Kansas City as a place for you to, to settle down? You know, I've, I've been fortunate to have the ability to be able to pick and choose most places where I've been able to go play football. And um, really when I went to San Fran and saw Alex's transition here with Coach Reed into Kansas City when he left San Francisco, I've always kind of kept an eye on that from afar. And just seeing the success that Coach Reed and his coaching staff has had, um, not only with quarterbacks, but just listening to other guys, how they talk about the culture here um, culture within the building, it's always been a place that um, I've wanted to come play if they were willing to have me. And it just happened to be this year. And we had uh, some great talks early on in free agency. And ultimately, I just sat down with my wife and said, um, if we want to continue to do this, we want to go to a great spot. And um, Kansas City was that place for us. It's close to both of our homes. My wife's from a small town in Kansas, and I'm from St. Louis. And um, being able to be back close to family, um, it's been really easy for them to come to games. Um, come see our little daughter. So it's it's worked out tremendously, and I really can't see myself anywhere else. When you say small town in Kansas, is she a Jayhawk or a Wildcat? No, she's a Missouri Tiger. <laughs> okay, good. On the women's basketball team, Missouri Tiger. So you, she's going to tell you to put some respect on her name. She may be the best athlete in the family. Okay, Ari, I was just making sure. You know, you said small town in Kansas. <laughs> I just had no clue. I didn't know. Blame my bad. No, you got to Tawanda, Kansas. You got you to gotta find that one on the map. Circle High School. Where is Tawanda, <laughs> Kansas at? Oh, uh, it's about 45 minutes outside of Wichita. Next time you talk to Mitch Holtis, tell him a high school in Missouri or Kansas, he will 100% know that school's mascot. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> I'll have to tell him that. Right now we're talking to Blaine Gabbert here for a couple of more minutes. I actually have never been able to ask a quarterback this. What is it like to watch Patrick every single day? Like you see his practice habits, you see him in film, you see him on the games. What is it like to watch him play every week? You know, everybody sees the the gifted athletic ability. There's never been a player like him to play the position. And uh, I've been with Tom the last few years and now seeing Patrick to arguably one of two of the best all time. Right. Uh, but the most, thing that kind of stands out to me is just how he prepares uh, off the field, how diligent he is in the film room, how diligent he is studying, 
um, his routine, his work ethic. Um, it's been special to see for a young player that's had so much success early on. He's still hungry and wants to continue to improve. Whenever someone knows that you play for the Chiefs, do you get asked more about Patrick, Travis, or now Taylor Swift? <laughs> no, it's more about Pat and Trav. You know, the best part about being here, it's it's a diehard fan base, and um, I've been a around a lot of fan bases and you can't say that for most um they genuinely want us to succeed and um they're personally invested in our success and you know it's kind of like a college atmosphere around town and uh, it's just a fun place to be a part of what is your preparation like for this week you're, you're likely going to start you're going to get a lot of time this is your team for the next you know seven eight days or so just kind of take us through your mindset going into this game you know it's it's all about routine uh and i learned that early on in my career um if you have a great, stable, steady routine throughout every week, whether you're starting, whether you're backup, whether you're injured, inactive, et cetera, et cetera, as long as you can fall back on that when your number is called, it's kind of business as usual. And you still go through the same preparation, same film work, same study habits, um, whether you're the start of the two or the three, um, just for these situations. When you think of this week, is it possibly harder because you maybe just don't know who's in, who's out? You know, this is going to be a, a different kind of week for most teams. Does that add to your prep work? Does this add to your study, maybe not knowing all what the personnel is going to be? It's football. Um, any given week, there's, I mean, there's multiple personnel changes, injuries, guys up, guys down. Um, and I see this week as a great opportunity for a lot of young guys to go play, go start a game. And, you know, I've been fortunate to start – quite a few games in the NFL, and, but a lot of these guys haven't. So it's going to be a lot of fun to be out there with them. And, you know, it's guys that I've been working with throughout the season on scout team, on the side, and, you know, these guys are going to get their opportunity to go play football. And I just told them after this walkthrough, just go have fun. It's football. It's a child's game that we're fortunate to play. And I'm, I'm 34, but a lot of these guys are in their young 20s. And uh, just make the most of opportunities. Smile and just cut it loose. I'll get you out of here with these last couple of questions. Where is your Super Bowl ring? It is uh, in a safe, very protected. <laughs> Where is the ball from your first touchdown pass in the NFL? It is, uh, it's at my house in Tampa. I would just imagine you kept all these things, like, you know, a college jersey that you signed. You kept your first NFL jersey. You probably got a lot of cool memorabilia. Yeah, there's, you accumulate a lot over the years. Um, and the longer you play, the more you accumulate. So uh, we've definitely had to go through the storage unit a few times just to kind of declutter per se, but... Uh, there's definitely some cool things that I've kept throughout the years, and they'll always keep because they're one of the great conversation pieces, and two, they're um, just kind of fond memories that I've had playing the game. I'll get you out of here with this. You know how, like, you know, you, you players change jersey at the end of the game. Who's the player that you want to change jersey with? Like, at the end of the game, you go up to him and like, hey, you know what, I really appreciate you. I'm a fan. I would like your jersey. Who is that player? You know, I'm not a big jersey swap guy. Um, I think the last one I did, my buddy plays on the Seahawks. His, his name's Nick Ballor. Um He's an old guy like I am, but we, we played together in San Francisco. He's a dear friend of mine. So I think that was the last one I did and probably, probably will be the last one I'll do. That is Blaine Gabbert joining us on the show today. I'm sure at some point today you will hear that he is starting this week for the Kansas City Chiefs in their regular season finale. Blaine, it was great to catch up with you, man. I appreciate you, man. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. That is Blaine Gabbert of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to be your starting quarterback this week as they play their Week 18 game, preseason game number four is what I'm calling it as they take on the Los Angeles Chargers. So I don't know if you guys saw this story or not. And Pete Sweeney's going to join us uh, for the hits coming up in 30 minutes. Travis Kelsey's managers did a story in the Wall Street Journal. And I would highly encourage you guys to read it. It's, it's really cool to see sort of the business and the brand of Travis Kelsey and how it is certainly, it has grown before our eyes over the last three, five years. He hosted Saturday Night Live earlier this year. Like, he is turning into one of the biggest celebrities in American sports. So it's been really cool to see that. So to hear the people that are kind of behind the scenes and what their plans are, that they want him to do fewer commercials next year, but more money, more high. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a really fun story. But Rob, one of the things that stood out was they got a quote from his trainer. And his trainer said that despite everything that is going on in his life, that his dedication to football has never been stronger than where it is. I don't believe that. 
And I think that's okay. Like, I, I don't know why we think that these athletes are different than us as regular, normal people. I imagine that you guys, some of you, not everybody, but some of you really love your job. And that's all you wanted to do. Man, I really wanted to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever field that you got into. But then when you do it and you've been doing it for a long time and then life happens, your love for that thing changes. It changes. Some changes are for the good. Some changes are for the bad. Some, But it changes. I think we treat this like, hey, if you're doing commercials, I mean, you don't love football. I, no. But it, it seems almost impossible to me that you could be 34 years old, you have been playing football at a high level now for 17 years. You have now reached a level of success and wealth that you could only dream of. It is impossible for you to tell me you love football now more than you've ever loved before. It's impossible for you to tell me that. It's impossible. That doesn't mean that you are still not dedicated to your craft or doing the hard work or that you really care about the outcome of whether you win or lose, but it's okay to be in your mid-30s and not be as passionate of something in the same way that you were when you were 25 years old. I think that's perfectly fine. I don't think Travis Kelsey is bad for wanting different things now than he wanted. You see the end of your career coming. He's clearly setting himself up. He has a podcast, a very famous girlfriend, a very public life. He has a chance to he has a chance to make more money doing things outside of football in the next five years of his life than he made in 10 years of playing football. Some of that is your focus now. I still believe LeBron James is dedicated on being the best basketball player possible. He also wants to make movies. He also wants to own a team. That's okay. I just feel like we create these black and white scenarios for these athletes. When that's not real life, that's not how we think about our jobs. I don't know why these guys would be any different. I agree, but I think we're Chiefs fans, maybe sports fans, calling it just Chiefs fans is a little unfair. I think we're sports fans are a little different than the average person is. When they hear the sentence, player X is clearly gearing up for life after their sport, they take that as they're done, they're not mentally checked in, they're out the game, they're one foot out the door, all those things. And you and I have talked to enough football players to know that if you aren't a thousand percent committed to playing football, you either get hurt or you regress fast. And I'm not insinuating that's Travis Kelsey, by the way. That's no, not- I, no, I get what you're saying. But I, I, I guess I would also say, though, in the vein of that conversation, I think you are kidding yourself if you think all the players that we are watching are 100% committed to playing football. I think there's now, some sp- of them are playing football for all very, very different reasons, right? I think there's a difference between playing football and being committed to football. Like, I'm not going to use a, I'm not going to name a player, but like, there are probably players who are f- like the money, like the lifestyle, and are just good at playing football. There's a but bunch it, of them like that. We know that. Yeah, but they are, it is their job. They're committed to it the same way Joe Schmo is committed to his nine to five. Yeah, but I would I'm also saying, say the person that you were talking about there very rarely continues to improve. Like, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday with, uh, McCants, that used to be in North Carolina, Rashad McCants. And he was talking about, and I think this is a very real thing with professional athletes. You spend so much energy trying to make it that when you eventually make it, you feel like your work is over. Think about it. When you are a nine-year-old kid in the backyard, you think of, I just want to make it to a professional athlete. I want to go D1. And then you eventually go D1. And then you eventually have so much success and you get your name called that sometimes for them, just simply making it to the NFL, making it to the major leagues, making it to this level of sports is enough for you. And you stop doing the work. Some people push past that. Hey, this isn't enough. Hey, it's cool. I got here. I want to be the best. Like I look around. I want to be better than everybody. But I also think this is the same for potentially Travis Kelsey. I can't speak for him. Or this is the same for a lot of people who have been doing things. When you've been doing something for a long time, you just learn different things. And I've heard LeBron say this. 
I know exactly what I need to do every offseason to get my body ready to go play basketball. Every single offseason. I know I've done this enough. I know what I need to eat. I know when I need to start. I know when I need to train. You don't know that at 24, 25 years old. And maybe a lot of the stuff that you were doing to get ready was just unnecessary. People would deem it working hard, but it wasn't working smart. When you've been playing football at this level for 10, 12 years, hey, you know you got your health, you got your nutrition guy, you know how long you need to recover. You just pick up on little things. And I think also just other things absorb that time that you were spending before. I don't think that that's a bad thing by any means. I don't think this growth of Travis Kelsey is a negative. And I think that it has been kind of painted as it could potentially be a negative. I just think it's life. I think it's life. I think this is how most now I understand it's on a much bigger scale with him, but I don't know many people that have the same interest at 34 years old that they had at 25 years old or have the same. It's just different. And that that's where I think we are with Travis. I think what happened to Travis and you mentioned why he got painted into it's bad for him is that father time caught him the same year following the off season. That all happened. It was more bad timing, bad luck, if you will, than anything else. Like if Travis Kelsey had geared up for life after football going into last season, he wouldn't have been painted into that corner. It would have never come up. No one would have talked about it. It'd be like, Oh, Travis is Travis. It just so happens that the year he's battled multiple lower body injuries, missed a game for the first time in a long time due to injury and is, I know they're going to try to force feed him his 16 yards. Let's be honest. He's still short of a thousand before the season's over, which is not the case. Most years for Travis Kelsey, those things happened to him and they coincided with it's the off season after he started to look outside the purview of football, which is why he got painted into this corner unfairly, but I understand why people are connecting dot a to dot B, but this is where I think we want every athlete to have this like perfectly nice character arc and their career wraps up really nicely and really neatly when we know that very, very rarely happens. Think about the Pittsburgh Steelers and when it ended. It almost ended with Ben Roethlisberger in the middle of the season. <laughs> like Ben Roethlisberger threw for 5,000 yards the same time that Patrick Mahomes. Remember the, the year that Patrick Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards? He didn't have the most passing yards. Ben Roethlisberger had the most passing yards. They... They then started the next year undefeated. Hey, Pittsburgh. And then it was just like, hold on. He can't throw the ball down the field anymore. I just think that football players decline in a way that there's no way to just predict when it's going to happen. You just don't know when it's going to happen. But just you notice some things are a little bit different. I think that playing football for 10 years the way that he has, I think you were seeing the results of it on his body. I noticed this back in the middle of the season and everybody killed me. He doesn't move the same anymore. Like there was a level of fluidity and burst and speed and athleticism with Travis Kelsey that he just doesn't have anymore. That has nothing to do with Taylor Swift, nothing to do with Saturday Night Live or his podcast or whatever he wants to do. Football is a game that is best played. Football is a game that is best played from people between the ages of 23 and 28. And if you are lucky enough to keep playing football outside at his position, we ain't talking about offensive. If you are lucky enough to keep playing at a high level at 30, 31, 32, you need to count your blessings. You have gone to the, you have gone to blackjack and you are in the middle of an incredible shoot right now. I mean, it is, everything is going your way. It was always going to turn around, though. We talk about father time. It, it, it was always, this was always going to happen with Travis Kelsey. He's still really productive, obviously, but he's just not that guy anymore. He's not that overwhelming one-of-one wide receiver number one that he was. You look at the league. Look at who you think those guys are. It's CeeDee Lamb. It's Justin Jefferson. It's Jamar Chase. Those guys are all in their mid-20s. Travis Kelsey is 10 years older than Jamar Chase is. 10. Jamar Chase wasn't born yet. Travis Kelsey was, he was about to go to middle school. It's just, it's different. It's different. We can keep this conversation going, but I saw that article today in the Wall Street Journal and wanted to get you guys' thoughts on it. 913-586-7610. Talking about Travis Kelsey. 
His team spoke with the Wall Street Journal, had a lot to say about his current career. Keep right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by De Pasquale Moore. Remember, Mike's got this. Don't forget to catch Odyssey NFL insider Peter King every Tuesday at 4 p.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. So we're talking about Travis Kelsey and Kelsey's manager spoke to the Wall Street Journal and talked about his life off the field. Endorsements, the effect of his relationship what his plans are. It was, it was, it's a really good read. I would highly encourage you as a Chiefs fan to read what they had to say. And they also quoted his trainer in there and said that he is as focused on football as he has ever been, which I I, I don't believe that, but I, I don't think that that's an issue. I, I think that's normal. I think that that's life. A lot of people on the text line are making the point, see that I might've missed you having this conversation, but you don't think the Kelsey decline this year has been because no one else is being able to catch the ball. So he's being double teamed. Certainly the personnel around Kelsey plays some part in it. You're right. I guess I would just say, I don't know if you can scheme to stop guys like that in the league that are really him. And I think that's exactly who Kelsey's been up until this year. Like, I don't care what scheme you have. You're not stopping CeeDee Lamb. You're not stopping Justin Jefferson. You're not, like, not consistently week in, week out. That's just not what you were doing. I also just don't see a player in Kelsey that can really outrun or outjump people every single year. Like, if you if you put Kelsey out at wide receiver, as wide receiver one, and put a corner on him, I don't know if he is running past guys the way that he used to. Like, what made Kelsey so good was that he was too big, too fast, for just about anybody. He was too big for corner, so you couldn't just put your best corner on him and try to lock him up. And there was no chance with the linebacker you were covering him in the middle of the field. Like, if you tried to man up Kelsey in the middle of the field with your linebacker, you're done. Just absolutely done. You're done. You're cooked. I just don't see the athleticism for him to consistently do that again. And I think you've seen the teams that can get really physical with Kelsey – and the teams that put their hands on them and play a little bit more press, play a little bit more man coverage, you can really see that he doesn't get away from it as easily as he used to. That's how Denver was able to beat Kansas City. I would also say that's why the Raiders had so much success. I just don't think he can create that separation anymore. I don't think that Travis Kelsey can be your number one option anymore, the way that he has been for such a long time. And that's not a – he's 34 years old. If your best pass catcher is 34, you have not done a good job drafting and developing behind him as you should. So next season when they go out and they make moves and you go get a 27-year-old in free agent and you go get a 21-year-old that was just playing football at USC and you've got Rasheed Rice 
And now, Kelsey, it's more of a get in where you fit in. Hey, you have your 1,000 yards. You have 950 yards next year. You're in the middle of the field. You got way more space to operate with because we put more talent around you. To me, that's the goal of what Kansas City should be trying to create next season with Kelsey as he's winding down. He can't be your number one option the way that he was before. That's Justin Jefferson. That's CeeDee Lamb. That's Tyree Kill. That's just not who Travis Kelsey is anymore. That's fine. I know you love NBA comparison, so I think you'll like this one. Remember when LeBron first got Anthony Davis and everyone said, oh, that guy's the number one in L.A.? Like, let's put the nitty-gritty of the comparison aside. That's what Travis Kelsey needs. He needs the Nick Wrights. He needs the Colin Cowherds. He needs the Jason McIntyres of the world to have the argument of, is Kelsey even pass catcher one in Kansas City anymore? Because that means that there has been a person either on the roster, which would be Rishi Rice, or in free agency or in the draft next year who has risen to such prominence and ability that it is, wow, that dude's a star, and that takes the load off of Travis Kelsey. You know, one of the reasons why LeBron is still doing what he does, other than the fact that he's an absolute freak of nature, is that the burden got lessened as his career went on. He played less games with Donnell Marshall on the court and more games with Chris Bosh. So the load was not the same. Travis Kelsey needs that help. MVS is not lightening the load. It's making it harder on him. At this time next season, we should be talking about, wow, can you believe A.D. Mitchell is a star? Or what a find the Chiefs had in free agency. They brought in Michael Pittman, and that really took the load off Kelsey. His numbers may never be eye-popping like last season, but if they take the load off him, that is the best-case scenario for this franchise. Text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, do you think this is recency bias? Because at the beginning of the season, he was balling and on pace for 1,000 easy. And then the season kept going. Like, the hits and the toll and playing football started to wear on him. You're right. I mean, Kelsey had that stretch there in in October. He was incredible. He had 124 yards against the Broncos the first time that they played him. He had 179 yards against the the Chargers the first time. And then he had 58 yards against the Broncos, and he hasn't had a 100-yard game since. He's had one game. this. He has as many 100-yard games this season as Rasheed Rice has, two apiece. Kelsey was a guy that he was he was wide receiver one that you would take in fantasy. He was one of the top ten players that you would take. He hasn't scored a touchdown in six weeks. Last year, he was second in the NFL. He has five this year. I actually think the the attention from the defense has actually hurt him more in the red zone than it's hurt him in the middle of the field. Like, you want to talk about where they really double team and where they bracket him. I think they bracket him a lot in red zone opportunities. Who else do you trust to go make a play, go get the ball in those red zone opportunities? I think that's where the defenses has really started to focus your competition on a more are the defense on a more than anywhere has been inside the uh, inside the 10 and maybe it's health maybe it's age I don't know but remember the Raiders game last year he had that crazy stat line where it was like three catches for six yards and three touchdowns he was unstoppable in the red zone that day and it wasn't like the Raiders didn't know it was coming he was Travis Kelsey still last season he was still an all pro he was still a hall of famer he was a dog the Raiders couldn't stop him in the red zone it didn't matter he was gonna score that day That's not the case anymore. We watched this season's Raider game. Same team, same location. You know what they did? Took him away in the red zone. They made him a non-factor in the red zone. Like, it's okay. People in Texas are saying, well, he's hurt. That's not really fair. That's what happens when you get older. It's the same way it happens to everyone in life. That's football. Yeah, (laughs) that's football. It weren't just football. It's life. If me and you played pickup ball and one of us sprained our ankle at 21 years old, we were walking to class the next day in college and we're going out to the bars that night. No problem. You know what's happening now at 34, 35 years old? We're moving a little slow. We're taking some Advil. We're getting told by our senior leader, ice it down. Hey, you got to be careful. Don't, don't push yourself. Let's stay in this weekend because the human body isn't designed to push at that level. That's just life to me. It happens. It stinks. He's still productive, but age is starting to show a little bit. Someone on the text line says, is your tune going to change if he goes off in the playoffs? I mean, that's their chance to win. They are not winning with the version of Travis Kelsey that has played the last three weeks. Not against three playoff teams. I mean, the last three weeks for Travis Kelsey. 
five catches for 28 yards against New England, five catches for 44 yards on Christmas against Vegas, three catches for 16 yards against Cincinnati. You are not going on the road and beating Buffalo with that version of Travis Kelsey. You are not going on the road and beating Baltimore with that version of Travis Kelsey. I feel really confident with what they have in Rasheed Rice just because of how they manufacture touches for him. They're going to give him the ball at the line of scrimmage, allow him to make a guy miss. He's going to make a couple of big plays. If this team is going to right some of the wrongs, it's getting back a good version of Travis Kelsey. And he's a guy that in your playoff games, you can mark in five catches for 70 yards and potentially a touchdown. And you get the good version of Rasheed Rice and you get the good version of Isaiah Pacheco. If you get those three guys playing at a high level, this offense gets back on track. You limit some of the turnovers and mistakes and you can beat any team in the AFC playoffs. And you put yourself where to me, the only game that I think you're really worried about is on the road against Baltimore. Now we'll see if Buffalo wins. You got to go on the road against Buffalo. That is not going to be an easy game to go out there and win. But if you don't get the version of Travis Kelsey that you guys think is still there and still very well could be, I mean, he had six catches for 83 yards against Buffalo earlier this month. So it, it, I make it seem like it's gone forever, but if this team is going to get hot and go on a run and it's been a while since they've gotten hot, Rob, they haven't won multiple games since October, like back-to-back games. They have not won back-to-back games since October. They got to win three straight in order to go to Las Vegas. They got to win three straight. You're not getting hot. You're not catching a rhythm without the good version of Travis Kelsey, whatever you think the good version of Travis Kelsey looks like in 2024. We got Pete Sweeney coming back for the hits. Keep it right here. So drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.